0: let's get on with the show this is eyewear built for the digital age and baxter blue is giving our listeners 10 percent off your next purchase of blue light sleep or kids glasses click the link in the show notes for your exclusive discount this is the sign you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses we know you will love your baxters and we know that you will feel the difference Welcome to Speaking of Influence, the podcast about public speaking, presentation skills and tools of influence and persuasion with presentation skills expert Johnny Ball. Most online content creators seem to agree that live streaming is the future and definitely the way to go. If you have thought about live streaming and you'd like to give it a try, my recommendation is Restream.io. It's the service I use. And if you use the link in the description, you will get a $10 credit after you complete your first live stream. Welcome to Speaking of Influence. I am joined today, well I think we're very privileged really to be joined by somebody who has a lot of expertise in a number of areas. Not only is she as an expert in holistic health and meditation, there's a fair bit about yoga and all sorts of things, but also she is a public speaking expert and she's going to share with us some public speaking magic today. Please welcome to the show Ambika Devi.
1: Thank you so much, Johnny. It is so amazing to make it here and be here with you today. And thank you everybody who's tuned in and watching and listening.
0: Well, it's a real pleasure to have you here and it's taken some organizing and, you know, a lot of that has come from your persistence <laughs> when I've been a bit overwhelmed with uh, with so many things to do, but I really appreciate it. And I'm delighted to finally have you on the show.
1: I'm so delighted to be here. Let's so, Let's go for it. Let's share let's, some magic.
0: Let's get into it. Let's start talking. First, I think it'd be great to hear a little bit about your background, especially as it relates to public speaking.
1: I was super shy as a child, super shy. The kind that held on to their mother's skirt and peeked around sometimes. So to become a speaker thinking at that beginning is it's a disconnect. It doesn't even make sense. But I did go to a small school where I was in a really lovely nurtured group. And we started reading out loud in first grade. So when I was six years old, I think that was my first step into it and becoming more comfortable with my voice. I've always loved singing. And I did work as a professional musician for many years. And so singing on stage is part of it, but then in between songs, somebody has to take care of the banter, you Mm -hmm. know, to keep the audience engaged. And that became my job quite often, not in every band, but especially in bands where I was the leader. And then I was a professor. I was a teacher of holistic health for 21 years. And so walking into a classroom, a room of cold people, but they paid to be there. I had to engage them for four hours at a time. Wow. Yeah. And I have to say, a lot of public speaking teachers do talk about the fact that longer stories or longer passages are easier than the short ones. But what is popular right now? 30 seconds, you know, TikTok, Instagram, 59 (laughs) seconds. And I realized that I wanted to leverage what I was teaching about and what I've got all this knowledge stored up in my brain about to a wider audience. And I decided that really honing more skills would make sense. Now, as a musician and as a vocalist, I learned a lot of techniques and some I'll definitely share with everybody today because these are so powerful for warming up the voice, but then also learning how to make a three minute video and then a one minute video, then a 30 second video. This is really, really important for all of us as speakers because those are the little snippets that people actually have enough attention span to pay attention to and and then hopefully we can get their curiosity to want to know more from us
0: yeah, you're absolutely right at the moment that these short form things, these snippets, bite-sized chunks of information are where it's at right now and that YouTube has launched YouTube Shorts. So again, there's a, that's their competition with TikTok. But TikTok also is very much concentrating on bringing in content creators who are educating as well. And they're really pushing and promoting that. So if you are a content creator, like now is really the time to be getting into TikTok and YouTube shorts and all this because this is where the opportunity is at right now but it's so important to not just get your content going there but to make sure you're as vocally prepared as you possibly can be so so let's hear some more about how we can do that
1: okay I think the worst thing that that can happen is if you start speaking and all of a sudden you realize there's some mucus in the way so The number one thing to make sure you do before you get on camera, especially if it's live or on stage, is clear out your sinuses. So there are many, many ways you can do this, uh, but... Nettie, doing Nettie the night before, not the morning of, because you might end up with a waterfall of water.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had you know, that if you lean yeah. a certain <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> that could be that could be a little bit alarming uh, in a live broadcast. And and then, you know, blow your nose. Get up in there. They're your fingers. It's your nose. Get it cleared out. And tongue scraping. This is incredibly powerful and good to do. I use a copper cu- uh, tongue scraper, not, wow, that's a tongue twister. It is. there. There's a warm up with some tongue twisters, copper <laughs> tongue scraper. There's a brand new one. <laughs> I use one and on the back, the side, the side, and then straight back again. That's the technique. If copper does not agree with you, you can get surgical steel Stainless steel, but getting back in there, because a lot of clients ask me, well, I brush my tongue. No, no, no. Mm. That's, that's cleaning what's called the moss on your tongue. I'm talking about getting around that curve in the back of your tongue and scraping that stuff off because it sits back there and it affects our ability to speak. It affects the motion of the tongue. So that's, Mm. that's number one. Then there's tons of warm ups we can do and breathing exercises as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and one thing I do notice is that, I mean, having done a, a number of speaking events and also from my public speaking clubs and the likes, very few people ever do it, any kind of vocal warm-up whatsoever. Now, I'm actually bringing a voice coach on next week, so this is great, a great warm-up for that. <laughs> but what, what are the sort of things you would recommend people doing to start preparing their voice to speak?
1: Okay even before you do tongue twisters there's a few warm ups I can show you and lead you through if you want to do it along with me. Yeah. The first the first is just what we call making raspberries you know uh, just or or motorboating your lips I guess that's also called but take your fingers your index and middle finger you can use your whole hand and just Find where your jaw is, go in front of your jaw joint and just push up a little on the skin. So, what you're doing is you're taking some stress off of some of the muscles in your face. And right. you're going to breathe in your nose. So, exhale first and really squeeze your tummy in so you can get a full deep breath. Breathe in and. So if you're not getting, if it's kind of coming out like that, you're not getting enough pressure up to release the muscles. So what you want to do is really the cheek muscle. You want to take the stress off of the cheek muscle. So you might need to come a little closer to your lips. And let, let your teeth be apart. If you're squeezing your teeth shut, it won't work. So. Let's do this first. Let's find the jaw joint and loosen that up. I didn't realize I was so much more loose than you right now, Johnny.
0: (laughs) I've heard that said many times.
1: And then let's, let's even do this. Okay. Take in a deep breath and exhale and open your jaw down towards your chest. Breathe in through your nose and see if you can leave your mouth open. And what will happen is you'll induce a yawn. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) And that will get the stale air out of your lungs. Now let's go back and let's try this. Okay, Breathing in through the nose. And you have to play with it so that you can get a really loose feeling in your lips. Mm. Then what we'll do is a slide. So we all have a natural pitch Or a note a musical note that we speak at and we speak in a range it's just like a vocal singing range you know maybe i go up to here and maybe i go down to here that's a natural speaking voice but then when we get into higher pitches and lower pitches we can really start to relax the muscles around the vocal cords the vocal cords are more like ligaments So the way sound happens is the vocal cords actually separate apart or come together. And there's these places called bridging points. And that's where the voice cracking happens. Now, I know as a guy, Johnny, when you were younger, you went through a period of that. But we women can also experience a voice crack just in regular speech, especially when we're nervous because of these bridging points. Right. So... What we're going to do is imagine a slide. Hopefully, you're not afraid of sliding boards. Nope. It doesn't have to be like a roller coaster, but just imagine from a higher place to a lower place. It doesn't matter if you're matching my pitch or what it sounds like, but what we're going to use is this this kind of raspberry version with the fingers taking the pressure off and go from a high pitch to a low pitch. Let me just demonstrate it want to give it a try yeah yeah okay let's try it take a deep breath in oh i think i
0: didn't do my cheeks well enough
1: try coming a little bit more forward yeah like that yeah Mm -hmm. now you might better. have felt some bumps you might have yeah, felt those bumps. Yeah. so after doing it a few times what happens is you can smoothly go through those bumps those are the crack points they're called bridge points as a vocalist they're called bridge points in your in your vocal range mm. and when we listen to a vocalist who can hang out in that bridge cool.
0: We we you blipped. We lost you for a moment.
1: I know. So what I was saying is, when when we're when we listen to a vocalist who can sing in a bridge spot, for some reason we're really drawn in, and it it's not that we know that that's their bridge spot, but it's it's a place and a quality in the voice. So when we're speaking, we are more engaging when we have. A broader range of pitches Mm. and when we have interesting pitches that match the quality of what we're talking about and so to relax these bridge points is important and you can also slide up and down so you could go down and then up again
0: okay let's give that a try
1: go for it (laughs)
0: <laughs> not as um, fluid as yours but <laughs> how, how, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever felt quite so silly on my own show but uh but <laughs> I, I understand how important this is and I think maybe that's one of the reasons why people don't do this so much is because it feels a bit silly doing it but, well, but it is a, it- really important
1: If you're in the same room as your audience, it may not be a great idea. You definitely need kind of a backstage, green room, off-site place to do it. It, Now, so much is happening on Zoom. There's no excuse. You know, there's no excuse with live streaming or whatever you're doing with video. Take some time. Another one to try is just making the sound mum, like mummy. Try
0: that.
1: And again, now this time instead of just squeezing up, make it more squeezing forward. mum
0: Okay, here we go. mum 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 That's maybe go deeper.
1: That's weird. Yeah. Because it relaxed your throat. It relaxed yeah. your vocal cords. Now try a few different pitches and do it. So try going low. And if you notice your low, go lower and then yeah. go higher. See how high you can go and see if you can smooth past the bridge points using the mum sound.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: now you should feel really it's relaxed strange. in the buckle I, I'm, area
0: i'm starting to i'm starting to
1: now see it see if that's looser
0: i want am just wondering if anyone's watching this with the sand off wondering what the hell are they doing <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that feels looser for okay
1: sure. so so for you mum is really important before you try doing the raspberries. Okay. And here look, when you get good at this and and when your when your cheeks get more relaxed, because you should be able to feel, Johnny, that the tissue is more relaxed and more pliable now in your cheeks. Right. Don't be afraid to touch your your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I am, and I can I can feel it. I've, right. I've always had I've always had in, incredibly red cheeks, and they're probably looking a little bit redder right now after all this uh, manipulation. But yeah,
1: yes, but it, there are many many muscles in the face. It takes so many muscles to smile, and more, and muscles to frown as well. And so we've and we use this to speak. So a little massage, everybody you know, and, and doing little exercises like this will make it a whole lot easier. I challenge you to try a tongue twister, stop, try these, just the mum and raspberries and then Mm -hmm. try the tongue twister again. I bet you that it's going to be so much smoother, faster, easier. And look, if you're driving to a gig, you can, you can do it. You can learn to get it one handed or at traffic lights, (laughs) (laughs) these are, these are my tricks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then once you get the mums smooth to really check to see if your voice is smoothing through those bridge points, Okay, because this will make you feel more confident too. When you get the muscles relaxed and get through the bridge points, you can just do a, a slide just vocally. So taking a breath in like this, a little bit of a bump. So I could go back to that bump area and play around with mom and smoothing. And I used a mm sound and that one for me works the best. You might find a different consonant works better. Like you, like you might like to work with something like ta, you know, depending, it all depends on how we use our tongues and how we create sound with our mouths.
0: Okay. Well, this is interesting. How, how long should we spend warming our voices up?
1: That's up to you until you feel comfortable and confident. I mean, I think one of the coolest things that occurred while you were trying this along with me is it made you laugh. And, and laughing is a really good thing to do before you have to speak because it will take the edge and the, the nervousness and turn it into excitement and happiness. Mm. And so anything that will make you laugh, let yourself laugh. I would do at least three to five minutes. I mean, once you get good at it and you know the feeling, once you get the sensation and you start to identify, okay, now I feel relaxed. Now my voice feels ready to go. You know, could just be a few a few mums, a couple slides, a little bit of and you're ready to go
0: yeah, so if you're smoothing out those bridge points, that's a good sign that you've that you've warmed up.
1: I think so because what happens when we're nervous is the muscles constrict, and then that makes the bumps more obvious in the bridge points.
0: Yeah. And there's a good chance if you're about to do a big presentation, it's going to relax you a bit as well, probably because you feel a bit silly doing it. You have some fun, maybe make yourself laugh. And also because you're focusing on something else instead of your speech for a few moments. And uh, that's always a good thing to do as well. This is really cool. So I I like this. I think everyone should be doing this before they speak. I should be doing this before I start doing my episode. I'm certain that my voice is a little deeper now than when we started the episode.
1: It, it's not just deeper, and I'm sure you'll hear it when you go back, but also notice the fullness because there are overtones and undertones to any any vibration, any frequency. And what it gives is a more full feeling, and that's a more inviting feeling. It It's like opening your heart up to your audience when your voice is more smoothed out. It's It's got butter and molasses and good stuff in it.
0: (laughs) I do find there, there are certain times, and it is usually later in the day, and maybe that is to do with being a bit more relaxed, where my voice does tend to go a bit deeper and more resonant, and I often much prefer the sound of my voice at those times. And But I really had thought that it wasn't something I could have that much control over. And now you're showing me I can, and I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that.
1: Well, I look forward to everybody experimenting and give me feedback. There are tons of ways to play with your voice, and these are my favorite. And then again, tongue twisters. There's some classic, simple ones like red leather, yellow leather. And just repeat, repeat, repeat and go faster, faster, faster. That's right. that's a really good one.
0: Red leather and- yellow. That's a red Leather yellow, leather red, leather yellow, leather red, leather yellow, yellow. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can cope with Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled pepper. That's the it.
1: <laughs> there's some, there's some funny ones uh, yeah. I picked. I've, I've picked up over time, and I think what was the one I said earlier? Copper tongue scraper. That's the yeah.
0: one. <laughs> yeah. Copper tongue scraper. <laughs> that is a, certainly one to wrap your mouth around. Yeah
1: definitely because Someone. i can i can't stand it when i stumble or fumble and i know it's natural so so be it when it happens but yeah. if we can get a little bit warmed up i think you know look does a dancer go out does a, a core ballet dancer or a premier Ballet dancer, go out without warming up. Heck no. Of course not. not. (laughs) They'll tear something. Okay, you might not tear something, but you'll be smoother. You'll be more inviting. It's definitely worth it.
0: Well, we, we do hear of, and this is maybe more so with singers than public speakers, but we do hear of people straining their voices and ending up with vocal problems and nodules and all sorts of things that uh, can end up in, in some cases, uh, ending their ability to sing effectively. There's a, a famous singer here in, in Spain from a band called Meccano who had, has had to quit singing pretty much yeah. because of that. And I think it's uh, Dame Julie Andrews as well had... Uh, effectively a big operation for voice nodules that's meant she can't sing again is is i mean these are the kinds of things that can maybe at least help us protect against that can't promise but hopefully it helps right
1: yes those nodules quite often form when a vocalist is pressing a lower range voice through a bridge right. and it's it's like shin splints on your vocal cords and that's so sad yeah, that's yeah, actually definitely. what led me to learn this because I was singing backup and playing drums in a band with a guy who pressed through bridges really hard. And he would scream at the backups, you know, match me, match me in rehearsals. And it, it started really hurting my voice. And I found my way to what's called speech level singing, which was developed by Seth Riggs. And that's where I learned these exercises from one of Seth's protégés.
0: Do you think it it helps being able to sing for public speaking work?
1: Yes, absolutely. Karaoke it up, folks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In, In what ways, though?
1: Uh, Well, when you're singing a song, okay, I can only tell you for me why or how, but when you're singing a song that you really love, it opens up your heart area, your heart and your lungs are in the same location in your body. And this is where your power comes from. Uh, You mentioned that I teach meditation earlier. So let me bring in a little bit of Far Eastern mysticism into this. The heart chakra or heart energy center is where the lungs and the heart, the physical heart are. And this is where the element of air resides. And air is what moves energy in the body. It's also what activates our voice. It's the air going across these vocal cords, creating the sound. So, Anything that will open up the chest area, exercises, stretches, uh, bolster on the floor, rolled up towels, just a little gentle back bend to Mm. open up the heart area, forward bend to squeeze down on the belly to help get the stale air out. Because most people breathe in the top eighth of their lungs. Eighth. Come on. There's seven eighths of capacity there for you. So we've got to focus to get a full deep breath in. Yeah. Singing is a great way to practice breathing without having to go through strenuous pranayama or the breathing exercises, but learning those exercises, even just a breath where you breathe in and hold the air, then exhale and squeeze and hold still and steady with the air out. These are really, really helpful because we might get going in a story and we're starting to run out of air and then we don't want to, you know, gulp in the mm-hmm. middle of that last sentence. It always happens in the, you know, the punctuating sentence, doesn't it? And so to get your breath moving and working more with you and for you is important. And singing is Singing is a form of pranayama. It's a form of breathing exercise. So why not? And sing something that makes you happy. I don't know about you, but before I speak, there's a song that I like to listen to and uh, it gets me going. You know, I mean, it's just like the same of listening to particular music when you exercise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have my Spotify playlist for when I'm speaking, and there's perhaps a, a rather disturbing amount of Britney Spears songs on it, but, <laughs> but it's but it's there, <laughs> and I love putting it on before I speak. Yeah, it pumps yeah. me up.
1: Yeah, I mean, and ultimately, when we get back on live stages, you know, there's a theme song that you use to get on stage, and
0: there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a Britney Spears song, <laughs> which should be no surprise to you after that revelation. Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. Um, I. You <laughs> never know. You never know. I mean, one of my favorite songs to use is in another language that I don't even speak. But there's just something about the music, and I make up words to go with it, and mm. uh, it just really moves me and gets me focused. <laughs>
0: my my, in all seriousness my favorite song to walk out to is a diana crawl song which she wrote herself i'm pretty sure it's called charmed life and i absolutely love it and it's great it's a great entry song don't nick it it's mine (laughs) 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 that was for the audience (laughs) not for you
1: (laughs) oh no that's okay i won't nick your your diana crawl song
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's kind of jazz and smooth and cool. And it's like, well, that's what I aim to be. I don't know if I come anywhere close to achieving it. This has been some great insights into warming up your voice. And we've got some tongue twisters and some, uh, some actual physical things we can do. What else do you think is important? Or what else do you tend to teach people and talk about when it comes to public speaking?
1: Well, definitely warm up your body shake off the nervous energy. I like to jump up and down and especially bouncing my heels on the floor because the sciatic nerve runs up through the body and there is a connection point in the bottom of of the heels and just stamping my feet on the floor because this helps to get me grounded. So there are practices of centering, finding that location that's just around the navel area and and then getting myself grounded, imagine roots. I definitely do some meditation in the morning and some yoga before a situation where I have to speak or record. And eating right the day before, being kind to your body, being well hydrated. So that means inside and out. I think a lot of people don't realize that their skin takes in a lot of water. Yeah. So- bathing the night before bathing the morning up. I'm a I'm a twice a day bather and sometimes even more if I'm swimming midday so uh, I just it blows my mind that people just don't let their bodies get wet enough
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big swimmer as well it's my favorite form of exercise and, and I love to swim and probably go. I go most days, so I, I hadn't really associated it with my hydration. But as you mentioned, I think yeah, I always feel pretty well hydrated. I've always got a glass of water next to my computer, and and I do like to use the the neti pot you talked about as well. And for people who don't know what that is, it's, like it's running saline through your uh, through your sinuses. It's very safe and it's it, it's actually really amazing. And I think it's the only reason I haven't had a cold for. Number of years.
1: (laughs) Add the tongue scraping in, it will blow your mind.
0: I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I think I have a plastic tongue scraper somewhere. It'll do. It'll do. do.
1: But personally, for me, copper works really well. Copper, as I said earlier, copper is not for everybody. Some people actually do have an allergy. If you're a person that's tried wearing copper jewelry and it just instantly turns, your skin green, you may or may not want to deal with it, but it's antimicrobial.
0: Mm. So
1: it it kind of gives you that boost. Do that after neti. I have an informal teaching video on my YouTube channel, Johnny, about how to do neti and how I tongue scrape and everything I do to my mouth and nose. So the extensive you know, play by play, <laughs> live with me in the bathroom of of how I do this, and uh, especially now with the the COVID situation, keeping your sinuses clean is a really good idea. Really good right. idea. But after I go out and I've been breathing in a mask, I do netty that that night when I come yeah. home.
0: With, with so many as uh, antigens, pollutants around, all this kind of stuff, I think it's a really Good practice to have and it's I I know probably I'm like most people when they think about that of starting doing something like that it feels weird of course if you haven't done it before yet but you do get surprisingly used to it And, and it is important to know that especially if you are a bit congested when you do it you really do need to make sure you get as much of the water out afterwards otherwise you may have a bit of Niagara Falls on your face a bit later on and I tend to do that I don't know if this is the right way but I tend to do that by bending over and turning my head side to side and that usually gets it all coming yes. out and and then I don't end up with you know wet streaks down the front of my top or anything like that but it's a—I <laughs> I found it a really valuable yeah. practice I hadn't really considered that it was beneficial for my voice as well so
1: Ah well think about it your sinuses are of a course. part of your breathing Of
0: course
1: And there are weird little cavities all around we yogis in in early stages of training are trained in neti and scraping and all kinds of internal cleansing. And when we do neti, we all, after we get it going through just the nostril areas, we actually flip back and pull it down into the throat to clean that back sinus passage. Yeah. So uh, I do talk about that in that little video. It's That's a little bit more advanced, but occasionally I get people who want a one-on-one To learn how to do it. And I'm more than happy to teach them that way because sometimes you just need a little adjustment. And yes, that head tilt. I've had, I've had times where, look, I have pretty clean sinuses, pretty clear passages, but I've had times where I've done neti and the next day I'm doing a forward bend. Or uh, a downward facing dog tends to be the angle that not all (laughs) the way forward bend, but that slight forward bend. And I've had yesterday's Nettie come out like, whoa, (laughs)
0: where was
1: that from?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I've I've experienced that. Like when I've done one in the morning and then gone to bed at night and you put your head on your pillow and turn over and then. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, because it it just hangs out
1: there for a while. The other, another key thing is oleation. So moisture, yes, the water is good, but our bodies need particular types of oil to be happy. And as a speaker, you want to be able to always hear also. And one of the greatest causes of hearing loss is lack of moisture. So getting some proper moisture into your ears and up in your sinuses after you do something like Natty, I recommend whatever edible, organic, preferably oil, you're using olive oil is great. Right. If you're a ghee user, if you got into ghee, uh, ghee is great. Also, ghee's great for your eyes, your ears, your nose. But you, you
0: would run that through your sinuses?
1: Well, you'd warm it up because ghee would be a little more solid or sesame oil works for some people. So okay. sesame, olive or ghee would be my top three choices to put yeah. inside. But if you're using any of them, put them in a little dropper bottle and put that bottle sealed up into a cup of hot water and okay. that'll warm the oil because your body's going to, your, your core temperature is warmer than the air around you. Yeah. So you want to get it a little bit warmer than your core temperature. It doesn't have to be scalding. My goodness, no. But warm, as warm as you can take, but in the beginning, just warm enough. Do, do you and, put it
0: through with water with the with the neti pot? Or no, just, no. Just after oil? you
1: do, because neti should be done with sea salt. Mm. So salt is very drying and is actually kind of like an acid. Yeah. So after that, we need to put a base and oil in. And the when we run that salt water through the body, through the soft tissue, the, the extremely sensitive tissue of the sinuses, we then want to oleate it afterwards. Mm. So you could take a dropper and flip your head back and just snort it in. And if you can pull it down your throat, because then it's that back passage that hangs us up vocally a lot that gets stuffed up. And that also, after you do that, having a clean tongue, scraping because some will end up on the back of the tongue and sit there it's when you swallow that gunk that it creates stomach and viral kind of things in the upper digestive system okay. so that's why you haven't been getting sick because you've been taking good care and keeping that area more clean So but well done, more,
0: but there's more i can do and so you would also yeah. put that that oil into your ears Yes, um, though, right?
1: I wouldn't do ears in the daytime when you have to hear, right. because the way to do the ears is just a, a drop or two of the warm uh, oil or ghee. Oil is probably a little better for your ears. Ghee, if it gets staying in there, will congeal and feel It'll almost waxy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I would I would go with olive oil and sesame oil in your ears. Uh, It's up to you if you want to experiment with ghee, but just realize you might need to flush out with salt water later. And just put a couple drops and then stick a little piece of cotton in and leave it there for several hours. It's really soothing.
0: I know I have done similar things like that when I've had like a buildup of earwax that needed to be Given a bit of help to shift out, so yeah, it's not it's not a super strange practice to me. Do make sure for anyone at home don't accidentally pick up that oil that has been infused with chilies because that is gonna hurt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although I have been known to use essential oils in with the oil, but they are very, very, very strong. So proceed cautiously and please use organic, unfiltered of whatever you know the sesame oil or the olive oil don't use just standard cooking oils no 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 no. It, this has to be really high grade yeah. to go inside and be absorbed because your tissue will absorb it so quickly
0: okay i'm, I'm definitely going to try it i'm curious about it and i really want to try it since i live in spain it's going to have to be extra virgin olive oil but, uh, that's yeah, perfect I will. Perfect. i will give it a go
1: and there's nothing stopping you from putting a little bit on your pinky and getting up there and swabbing it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you okay. know, your your nose has muscles, and mm-hmm. and getting up in there after you get everything clean and doing a little inside-outside massage is good because if you can open up and stretch the nasal passages, you can take in more air while you're speaking.
0: I, I, feel, I feel like we should have done more prep for this episode, Amika. We could be doing this on, on camera for everybody. <laughs> everybody now
1: i'm trying to be polite
0: <laughs> maybe not maybe not such a uh, such a beautiful image to conjure up but yeah perhaps that's a good idea not to do well, that right you know but yeah, I think definitely play with these things
1: it's a shame that people are afraid i i think we get the stigma of nose picking look i don't want to sit here on camera and pick my nose for you but <laughs> <laughs> but in the shower what you know that's your place. That's you, get in there, clean everything yep. out. What get happens in, in the
0: shower stays in the shower. Absolutely. Exactly. You get
1: some warm water because that'll help melt the wax. You can. I like taking the handheld behind my ear and just getting the area warm. And and then if you, if you're a Q-tip addict like me, um, you I know am. I I haven't seen wax in a long time. Although. A couple of times a year, I will use an ear syringe and, and do rounds of, of warm, almost hot, well, I, w- I guess hot salt water, but then oleate after, you know, with the oil in and some cotton for the night. It's yeah. really important, especially when you begin. Some of us have more oily bodies, but many do not. So. I'm really I'm an, I'm an well. oily
0: person. I, I have to block my skin with this with this paper before I come on camera otherwise uh, the glare off my skin is is bad enough without uh, with having done that but uh, yeah I, I'm definitely on the oilier side.
1: Well that's that's great because then you you age more slowly. You know you you have the let you know, I know. power I, to the to the voice people. Yeah yeah. <laughs> It's it's a good thing. Don't be afraid of your moisture.
0: <laughs> I, I I will do my very best not to be yeah, I, I get told I'm not looking too bad for approaching fifty, so I'll take it. I'll live with that. But yeah, I I know that that is probably part of the thing that uh, I don't get dry skin very often, thankfully. And uh, so yeah, I can do more to I I have a very good skin regime as well. Now I'm going to have an even better sinus, ear, nose and throat routine as well. Thank you to you. So I I really appreciate that. This is a lot of interesting stuff. And for for anyone's watching or listening in, Try stuff out, play with it. And if you don't like the sound of it, don't do it. But do some of these things. Take at least one thing from this episode and give it a try. It's going to improve your ability to speak. You're probably going to feel healthier for doing it. I think these are some really nice and they're safe things to try out as well. You're not going to damage yourself doing any of this. Super important. Go ahead. You're about to say something.
1: Oh, um. Yeah. I just, I'm so excited to hear how people find either doing the mums or or loosening up their jaws. I think everybody is going to find something, if not a whole handful of incredible tools to use. And yes, with Nettie, so many people are trying neti and not putting the oil in after <laughs> this is not a good idea people you you've got to put the oil in after they, even they don't if it's seem just to a little yeah, bit
0: they don't seem to tell you about that when when you buy the packs I'm pretty sure I've never seen or heard of that anywhere before uh, the secret the, the it.
1: true secrets from yes from I you see Ayurveda is where these where yoga is where these practices are from and yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is true I mean, Yoga is such a vast body of knowledge and people associate it with the exercise program branded with the word yoga, Mm. but it's a lifestyle. And it is unfortunate that many of these techniques, have you know, we grab one and we say, okay, that one's cool. I feel good. I'll do that one. But then you miss the, the culmative step and this can ultimately damage you. You know, mm. if if you're in salt water, I, I live in Florida. There's surfers. If you're in the salt water all the time, well, please rinse off in fresh water and oil yourself at least yeah. once a day.
0: And and in Florida, it probably helps to keep the alligators away as well, right?
1: Which the the noises or the oil?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Harder for them to grab you, maybe. I, maybe. Oh,
1: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't usually encounter them. That a couple oh, live did. behind me. I hear them. They talk, and I've learned how to speak alligator. So <laughs> they they have kind of a, a vocal sound somewhere between a duck and and a dog barking. It's. Arm, arm, arm like that.
0: (laughs) I've only ever encountered alligators up close one time in my life. And it was in a hotel in in Entebbe. And they actually keep the alligators. So there was adults, babies, all sorts in this Alligator pit in the hotel, quite incredible, and that was as close as I ever want to get to them as, as well. <laughs> but they're interesting creatures. Moving wow. on from alligators,
1: though, <laughs> <laughs> we've gone all over the place we today. Have,
0: we have, <laughs> gone uh, around a few houses uh, and then some, but we've covered a lot of really useful things. And and I think, like many people who might be tuning into this, a lot of this is going to be like you heard it here first. It, it has been for me today with you, and um, because I really appreciate what you've been sharing with us. And for those who do. Try this stuff out yeah check out you know if you're watching this on youtube or uh, on any of other social media platforms leave some comments so that we can hear how you get on trying some of these things out try the exercises out with us at the very least and uh, do that especially when you're about to speak Um, Amika I know people are going to want to find out how they can find out more about you what what is the best way for them to do that
1: I have a link tree so if you all are familiar with Linktree. It's just slash my name, Ambika A-M-B-I-K-A-D-E-V-I. Same on YouTube, myname.com. And uh, Ambika's coaching is a great place to find more too. So yeah. my first name, A-M-B-I-K-A-S, and then
0: coaching.com. Huh. Great stuff. All of that is going to come into the show notes later on, so you might not see it in the live stream, but you'll see it a bit later on. And Amika, I always like to ask my guests for a book recommendation, and it might be something that you've just been blown away by as a book, or something that you have found very powerful as a speaker or as a coach. What if I asked you for a book recommendation? Would yours be?
1: Oh, can I give two?
0: Yes, it's allowed, it's allowed.
1: Okay, Start With The Why by Simon Sinek. Great book. Because uh, this really helps us understand why we're talking about a particular subject, but also helps us to craft it into what we're speaking about and to really have a great takeoff into our talk. Another book that I'm I'm taking in in tiny bites is called Transurfing, and it is just blowing me away about behavior. So for mm. those of you who speak about behavior, and it's translated into a bunch of different languages. So Transurfing, it's actually originally was small books, but you can find a compilation of the first five, and. Sometimes I read a page several times and that's enough for a week. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a lot of information.
0: That sounds pretty good. I have to check that out. I appreciate uh, the recommendations. And I would like to ask you if you have any closing words you'd like to leave our audience with today.
1: Sure. I want you to feel really comfortable about being playful when it comes to To noticing what's going on with you before you get up to speak and to allow yourself to make yourself laugh, to give yourself time and space to go out into nature and take really deep breaths, to lie down on the ground and look at the stars or the clouds. And just remember you're a human being, you're here in this incredible place. Spend some time just in quiet, taking in all the sounds and the sights of nature.
0: Highly recommended. Great advice. Amika, it's been so much fun speaking with you today and you shared some great information. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us, Ambika Devi.
1: Thank you so much, Johnny, and thank you everybody who tuned in.
0: Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, please make sure you subscribe. Don't miss any amazing upcoming episodes. Whilst you're here, pop over to presentinfluence.com and grab yourself a free copy of the last minute presentation checklist. It might just save your butt someday. Next episode is going to be more voice coaching, but a very different style with the incredible DL Hannah. And coming soon after that as well, an episode on the psychology of buying. If you would want to get into why people buy and how influence and persuasion works, we're having much more focus on influence and persuasion this season. Join me and Moeed Amit as we talk about the psychology of buying and much more besides what gets those customers buying your products and services. Understand how trust and persuasion works in your business don't miss it and if you're enjoying the show make sure you share it with your friends as well see you next time